Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I'm Mitchell Kaminsky, and alongside me is Marshall Macaluso. What's up, what's up? He's back, baby. He, keeps he taking, is back. He keeps taking bye weeks every other week. Hey, hey, We're going to hey, have to start hey, charging he, him. He's lesson, ran out of vacation days <laughs> Lesson already. plans take a long time to write. I got two lesson plans due in it. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. If you ever become a teacher, which none of you ever will, the week before Thanksgiving break does not mean finals week, all right? God, my goodness. Amount of homework. Amount of homework. But you know what? We make time when the NBA trade rumors are flying around. We make time to come on the pod. That's true. America, watch out. That's going to be the future of your children right here. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about the Astros. (laughs) Buckle up. And having sex with goats. Uh, But yeah. Today we're not talking about the Astros. Um, We are going to be talking about some uh, things ugly like the Astros, like the Bears offense later, uh, the Cubs future now that Theo's gone. Hey, 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 hey. It's going to get rough. Especially for you Chicago, Chicago fans. sports, man. Tough. Tough yeah. tough couple tough of weeks. Scene. Tough couple of weeks. But before we get into that, it's a kind of exciting. We got NBA trade rumors. It's yes. uh, heating up. There's woge bombs being dropped all over the place. It is literally. We, are, we, are, in, we are in London, 1940 right now. It is These insane. bombs are flying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the first one that kind of kicked it off was the Lakers <laughs> have traded Danny Green in the number 28 overall pick. Um, for Dennis Schroeder, the Thunder, the Thunder who will have all 32 of the next, of the first round picks one of these years, because Sam Presti, Sam, Sam Presti is, is selling out for his draft picks, but the Lakers, man, they win a title, and then they get a really good role player in Dennis Schroeder. Uh, that's, that's, I think that's a phenomenal trade for them. I like what the Lakers did here, because they knew they had to be aggressive, especially with Anthony Davis declining his contract option, and they're like, hey, we're going to still be competitive. We're jumping on this well, and being aggressive before anyone else uh, does. And so they went out and they made, I think this is a good trade. And Danny Green, though, I mean, this guy's getting passed around the NBA like some whore at a frat house or something. Because, <laughs> like, no one wants nice. him. And all he does, he wins NBA championships and, like, you know, the people just get rid of him. But, like, I mean, he did throw up a lot of bricks this year. But I think yeah, for both sides, it's a solid tough. trade. You're the, the Thunder. Danny Green, yeah. I, I, Man, when the Lakers picked him up, you're like, oh, you know, the Danny Green. You know, he just won a championship. He was really good with the Spurs. And he, he was not not too hot. No. And the fact that it was like, oh, he made three threes in a finals game. Good for him. It's like, no, you need this guy to hit a couple more shots. But Dennis Schroeder, man, like, the, the Thunder, the Thunder are in a amazing, the Thunder should thank Chris Paul. They, he should have the key to OKC. And we'll get to that Chris Paul trade later. But, like, they made him themselves competitive, and they developed... Chris Paul developed a lot of their role players, like the Dennis Schroeders of the world, and, like, these guys who look pretty good. And so teams are like, hmm, this role player would fit great on our challenge... Uh, our championship caliber roster, and so they can just do a fire sale and get all the picks that they want. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sam Presti's like Scrooge McDuck with all these first round picks. I think he's gonna by the end. I think they. I saw he's gonna. He might uh, collect like up to seventeen first round picks. Oh, it's insane! It's so it's insane. either he, and he's smart. He knows what he's doing over there. So I would think they're gonna package these into like one big superstar or just start building through the draft. I mean. Uh, yeah, it is an interesting from their perspective. Cause like you said, Schroeder was developing to a nice player, but at the same time, you know, 
you can still stay competitive. They do have some pieces yeah. there. And Danny Green's not a horrible guy to have on your team. Like I'll take Danny Green as a role player. I do think the Lakers upgraded with Schroeder, uh, obviously. Uh, him and LeBron will be good. Uh, and this makes you wonder what the future for Rondo is now, too, because I think they just found their new backup point guard. Yeah, I don't think Rondo's guard, so. coming back. I didn't see, see he declined his option. I also don't think Anthony Davis did decline his option, but he I, I highly doubt he was not going to be wearing the purple and gold of the Lakers next year. They're just going to restructure I, a deal. I would, I would hope so because I kind of want to see them that duo once again. Just he's he's not going back. anywhere. He's not going anywhere. But he got his ring, so you know maybe he wants to cash out somewhere else. Well, he's we going to cash out in Los Angeles for the Lakers because they, they're 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 still going to pay him. Um, they're 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 not letting Anthony Davis go. He's just going to get a restructured, probably longer deal. Uh, as seeing maybe he can be the next. The next guy in once LeBron leaves in how many, how, however many years yeah. that may be. Um, but yeah, speaking of Chris Paul, he was traded to the Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. for Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, Ty Jerome, Jalen LeCue, and draft compensation. So man, look, man, the Rockets, they Phoenix the Suns. Rockets. I just read the Rockets on my phone. Frodi and Slip. Um, yeah, the Phoenix Suns, man. That's a good team. This is a team we liked last year, and we jumped on the Phoenix Suns bandwagon really in did. the bubble. Because I like Devin Booker. The man can score. DeAndre Aiden doesn't get enough props because he's kind of like the quietest of the big three drafted between Luka Doncic and uh, Trey Young. He's not as flashy, obviously. But the man's a really solid player. He is a B-plus player in the NBA. We saw him firsthand against that Bulls game where... Uh, Cristiano Felicio looked helpless against them. Yeah. So you have now you add Chris Paul, who has shown that he's fine distributing and making guys better, feeding uh, DeAndre Aiden down low. Devin he's going to set him yeah. up with some buckets. And then you got Devin Booker, who can create his own shot. This team's shaping up nicely. Yeah. I, I think they're, you get one more piece in there, and they could be, you can make a noise as a contender. Yeah, and like like you said, Devin Booker's M.O. has been creating his own shot because he has been, you know, the definition of team on his back. DeAndre Ayton's a very good big man, and, you know, Ricky Rubio is pretty... Ricky Rubio, I expected a little bit more out of him when he went to the Phoenix Suns. Um, Kelly Oubre, I like Kelly Oubre. I think he's a good player. Um... So uh, you know, OKC, they're gonna get uh, they're gonna get a nice player in Kelly Oubre. Maybe they can make some things competitive in that like little play-in tournament that the NBA just kind of talked about. Yeah. Um, well, do you are you concerned at all about their depth though? Because Oubre was pretty like Oubre was a pretty solid player there. Yeah, I I, I would say I am of... concerned about their depth. Uh, like you said, they, they they need to get some more players. Um, you know, Chris, but Chris Paul. Well, I was gonna say Devin Booker. He he's been creating his own shots, but if they can get a solid point guard. In a really good facilitator in Chris Paul, he's not going to have to do that much anymore. Uh, he'll be able to cut to the basket. He'll be able to get open shots because Chris Paul, um, that veteran right. veteran mindset, is going to be really. But helpful. now I'm like, uh, you look at that roster; they really don't have a six man. Like the I mean, bench they, is pretty. They got, thin. Aaron, they got Aaron Baines on there. I don't even think he was starter. No, um, he was not because he was a center too. But then you got Frank Kaminsky, who not not that great. Dario Saric is an okay player. Yeah, he's. They need another guy. Like I think that's a competitive team that will make like a second round playoff appearance. But you're gonna need another guy if you, I think you want to make yeah, any, any more serious. I will noise. say this is fun. I we like you said we like the Suns here over at Dorm Room Dispute Corporation. Um, but this is <laughs> this is one move that I'm like, 
you know, this is not like a dynasty. They're not well, not dynasty. This is not like a long-term competitive move. No, I saw this know? as Devin Booker's not going to stay here in Phoenix with this garbage ass roster for very long. <laughs> Like, so let's gotta, get him some help and show him that, yeah. like, hey, yeah, we want to support. Because Devin Booker is a quiet, like, he's quietly one of the best players in the NBA. Yeah, he's, one, he's, he's he, I mean. Scoring-wise. Bes- besides, like, the elite superstars that have already established themselves. He's like, tier two. He's, like, yeah, 1A. Yeah, like, he he's next up, though, in the next couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess, I guess the scenario for the Phoenix Suns are like, all right, we can maybe snag. It's a competitive West, so nothing is guaranteed. Maybe we snag. A six seed, we snag a seven seed, and then all of a sudden we can kind of competitive. Uh, we can build on that, maybe get some more players later in the years. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, good for them. I, but yeah, you know, uh, speaking of keeping superstars in town, because that is kind of the name of the game right now. If you got, you've got a perennial superstar, you got to keep that man happy, and you got to keep them, you know, yeah, uh, with pretty a, soon one off season, they're gonna be in a banana boat and then gang up on one big stacked roster. And exactly. Next thing you know, you're, 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 t- you're a small market team, you're screwed. So yeah, that's where we get to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, so late Monday night, we had we had some Woj and Shams nukes late last night. Um, uh, the Bucks made a pair of go big go home decisions. One of the first thing they did is they traded for Drew Holiday, sending Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and three first round picks to the Pelicans. Um, hey, Pelicans man, they're getting that rebuild going. They're getting that rebuild going. So good for them. They got a lot of they got Brandon Ingram and Zion, and they're getting a lot of draft picks. Um, but uh, they got a haul. They got quite the haul. Uh, all they gave up is Drew Holiday, who's on a contract yeah. here. Who's on a contract here, so he'll be a free agent next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, two, two decent, two, two, you know, they're good players. And you're talking that rebuild, like, like he's, I, I think they're still competitive. Like, I like George Hill, a good veteran point guard that can come off your bench, and he knows how to win games. He has some championship pedigree there. Eric Bledsoe is no scrub either. Yeah. Like, if you, because Zion's going to be your main guy. Yeah. So you want him and Ingram with the ball, and Ingram kind of, like, grew into his own last year. That Zion, who can facilitate, is your main guy. Now you had those two coming off your bench, and you got some depth. Like, this Pelicans team, like, that's a good, I, that was a great trade for him. Yeah. On the flip side for the Bucks, you're making a big risk. I don't know if that's like. I still don't see that trade and be like, wow, they're favored to win the West now. I don't. I don't see them getting past Brooklyn, who we're gonna get to in a bit. Yeah, still, I. It's a nice player, but I don't know if that's enough. Like, yeah, well, okay, well, they did that, and then about an hour later, later they they did a sign and trade deal, um, which they landed Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Sacramento Kings. Um, for Dante DiVincenzo, Erson, Ilyasova, and DJ Wilson, um, back to Sacra- Sacramento. Um, so yeah, you know, so so you got you got Giannis, you yeah. got Drew Holiday run point, you got Bogdan Bogdanovich, which is pretty good. That's another yeah. pretty good player there. And you still got Chris Middleton, and then Brooke Lopez is your fifth guy. Um, that's a really good that's starting five. That's a really five. good starting five. That's a really good starting five. Now Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday, and Giannis are going to be free agents soon. Um, but you know what? They did give up a haul, but it's. I feel like this is, you know, not apples to apples, but it is. You know, the, the Lakers gave up a haul for Mr. Anthony Davis. But if that keeps your main guy happy, uh, especially Giannis, who like, there's been a lot of rumors that he might dip out in Milwaukee um, because they have some had some tough playoff runs as of recent. If this is what you're gonna get him to sign that supermax, you do it every day. You do it every day of the week, twice on Sundays. Mm. You know, what I mean, you losing Giannis is not an option for the Milwaukee Bucks, and if they have to give up a bunch of draft picks and they put themselves in a hole later on, um, 
You know, you do what you got to do. Here's here's my thing with the Bucks, and now as the roster was currently constructed before they made these deals, they probably weren't winning a championship. So mm-hmm. does this get them closer to where they want? Yes. But this is kind of like the Suns thing. Now, this team's a little bit deeper because their starting five's a lot better than yeah. what the Suns had. But who's coming off that bench that's going to make an impact? Yeah, that's a good question. So, and with only one ball to go around, I, I don't know. Well, Drew Holiday's a really good passer. Bogdan Bogdanovich is a Those spot are both no guys there. that are going to be like, yeah, yeah, no. And that Bogdan especially is going to help. Giannis, because that's that going to keep legit. the lane legit, away. Because yeah. Giannis needs the lane open for him. There's no one blocking the paint. That guy's a freight train down there. Now you have to worry about Bogdan on the perimeter. It's going to be, that'll be a fun team to watch. So they, they could be competitive. I still don't think it's enough firepower to get past a Brooklyn. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, it's going to be a fun team to watch. They're going to yeah. be right there at their yeah. Western Conference Finals. Yeah, so or Eastern, excuse me. Speaking of the Brooklyn Nets, now this is, of course, not. Um, not official at all. Just reported trade rumors, and I mean, let's see. It is it is seven oh one Tuesday, November seventeenth. By the time you guys are listening to this, the whole scope of the league may have shifted um, with a couple Woj bombs. But you know, so the reports are that the two main guys it, from the Houston Rockets won out. Uh, of course, James Harden and Russell Westbrook. There's been a turnover of leadership. Daryl Morey's out. Mike D'Antoni's out. Uh, they got Tillman Fertitta as their new owner. Owner, um, and then Silas, the guy from the Mavs, is their new head coach. Um, who I was kind of impressed to seeing him come in. But it seems as if there were a lot of problems behind the scenes that were not very evident for the Houston Rockets, which is leading for uh, James Harden to want out. The two biggest, uh, um, the two biggest trade destinations that have been uh, picked out that people are looking at is the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and the 76ers from Philadelphia. Um, I think the 76ers make vastly more sense um, for every single party. Uh, obviously, you know, we talk about a lot of brick threes. Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook together um, aren't the best duo in the world. But, you know, the, the, the 76ers, I feel like, would have more talent that they'd be willing to give up. Oh, because they're on there like, yeah, they're like, we're, yeah. we're chucking a Hail Mary. The process has not... Embiid and Harden, I think Embiid and Harden is kind of their last, ga- uh, you know, last hail. Obviously, who even knows if they have the draft capital and, and the means to do this trade. They have an Al Horford. Um, yeah, exactly. You <laughs> guys want Tobias Harris and his $133 million contract that we paid him for Will they even reason? have the money, though, to add a James Harden? Because you're the, paying. That, that is, yeah, I don't... That's a that's, that's a, a that, that's a great question. That is a great question. Um, obviously, Embiid and Simmons are both pretty young. Um, but speaking of not having any money, then you still you have the Nets, who are reportedly um, throwing the kitchen sink, quote unquote, as I saw on the Twitters. Um, yeah, they're they're looking at pretty much straight. I mean, it was Karis Levert, uh, Stephen Dinwiddie, and like as many trade swaps and first round draft picks as they need to um, for Harden. Um, and we were talking about this earlier. I think the Nets should not do a damn thing this offseason, wait for their two superstars to get healthy, and then go get that one seat. They do not need James Harden, and they have a lot of a good thing going. I mean, they made, what was it, the 6-7 the seed last year with, nine, with no KD and Kyrie for like 20-ish games. Yeah. They are fine. They are yeah. fine. And, and, they, and they showed in that playoffs, they kind of got smoked. But they, they had some of the role players stepping up and hitting some big shots, and it's like, hey, they've got the guys there. You add in Kyrie, and you add in KD, yeah. they're going to do something good. I mean, starting with Brooklyn first, 
the one thing that sticks out is because, like, apparently all three of them, Kyrie, KD, and Harden, they all really want this because they're they all yeah, talk. Yeah, buddy this buddies. And from Kevin Durant's perspective, does that make any sense for you? Like, why did you leave Golden State? Because you wanted to show you could do it on your own, and you're yeah. the guy, because you just got ragged on. And you had the perfect situation in Golden State. You had two superstars, one Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, who were happy to give up the ball to you. They were deferred. They're like, hey, come on board. You can be the guy now. You had a great situation there. Tons of help. They were paying him. You're living in California. So now he's going off to Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, he went from California to Brooklyn. So now you're going to Brooklyn. Fine. You're going to be the guy. you got to help with Kyrie. All right, you're going to prove that you can be... The man, like, and now you're gonna bring in James Harden, who's gonna want the ball? Like, you think that's gonna work? Coexist? I mean, Kyrie's already a nut job. You saw what happened in Cleveland; that didn't work. And then in Boston, they played better without him when they when he was off the floor than they did with him. So you have enough headspace problems there, and then you're gonna have James Harden coming in, hung over after a night from the strip clubs the night before. No, I'm kidding about that. But like, <laughs> that's gonna be a lot of drama on that team. He yeah. doesn't need that. That makes no sense. Yeah. On the Houston side, I will just say this really quickly. It's kind of the, it's, it's kind of sad. That's the end of an era right there. They're gonna go down. Is this gener or this uh, this decade's um, thunder? Or like you're gonna look back and be like, wow, with all those players they had, James Harden, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, all the guys that came through there. How do we not win a title? Clint Capella. Like how do we not win a title? At least one. Property of the Golden State Warriors is going they to be tattooed. Fi- they didn't all even of them. make a final. No. Now I will say a report we're getting right now, and like, like we've said, you know, the, the, hour by hour this thing changes. But reported is that the Rockets are in no rush to trade. They want a massive return for Harden, as they should, and as I do not think the Nets have. Um, and it says they have no obligation to trade Harden to the Nets, and they may start the season with both stars. Um, Russell Westbrook is in the exact same boat as Harden, as seemingly not unhappy or not happy with the ownership. Um, the only trade speculate I've seen two trade speculations from him. One of which was the Charlotte Hornets. Um, yeah, who, do, yeah, who I would not really want to go to if I'm Mr. Westbrook, um, and they were not going to give up their draft capital, um, so that doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Uh, although Michael Jordan does really like Russell Westbrook, he's been public about that before, so that would make sense as, as to why they'd want him. And then there was a recent one from Shams saying the Wizards swapping John Wall for Russell Westbrook, and obviously the Wizards would probably give up a decent more draft capital slash players. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know. It was a little con- odd for me to see why they would both want to get traded. There has to be There's something going on, going on scenes, yeah. because it's like, look, you guys beat a very quality Houston or OKC team, and you got bounced by the Lakers, who kind of bounced everyone in five games and ended up winning the championship. So there's no shame in losing the LeBron and AD. My theory? Mike D'Antoni's gone, and he didn't make Harden play defense. And now <laughs> Coach is going to make him play defense. And I'm out. Yeah. Don't want any part of that. I mean, well, like, Houston clearly wants to keep him. They offered him a $50 million contract. $50 million, And he turned it down. So like you said, the, the, the Rockets are in no rush to get rid of him, but clearly... There's something going on behind the scenes where he's yeah. turning down $50 million on a roster that was pretty competitive. It still could be competitive. Uh, so, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I, I I mean, I was excited, though, because I, I think the, the, the Thunder, or the, sorry, I keep getting the Rockets and Thunder mixed up. The Rockets did themselves in with this this small ball BS. You know, I, I don't I don't think it was a good idea. I think at some point they had to know, they had to have known that they were going to go through the Lakers or um, 
the Clippers, one of which with Anthony Davis, the other one which uh, Ivan Zubac, who's no no slouch at the five position. Um, so it's like, why why would you give that up? Doesn't make much of sense to me. Um, they need to get Trevor Ariza though from the the Trailblazers. Yeah, see so, that. Harden, uh, we got you some help. Ariza's back. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll, get, we'll keep you guys updated on that. Yeah, I, I will say though, I I did not think that um, this off season was going to be that. That many fireworks, but here we are. I mean, yeah, a couple rumors. Uh, Bulls are apparently interested in Kemba Walker, something to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, they might be a competitive six seed if that happens. <laughs> um, is there any other big rumor? Oh, Gordon Hayward. Uh, yeah, Gordon uh, Hayward reportedly being uh, courted by the uh, the Hawks. That tells me the Celtics are clearly they're telling people like, hey, we're we, we're from, we're selling. Yeah. Because there's no reason there should be all these rumors coming because they kind of competitive. That's another one. Competitive team does not make much sense. Uh, let's go. End to an era in Chicago. Uh, yes. Your thoughts. Jed Hoyer's leaving. After Theo, Jed Hoyer. Epstein. Theo Epstein. Jed Hoyer's taking over. Yeah. Theo Epstein's job. But Theo Epstein's leaving after nine seasons. And, like, I looked at that. I was like, wow, he's been here nine years. Nine years. That went years. by so quickly. And yeah. I think it would be bittersweet because you knew he was going to be gone. I think he initially said he was going to stay, like, ten years. And he brought you a World Series championship yeah. after a hundred years. It was, like, half of Chicago's dream. So, uh, your thoughts on uh, him leaving uh, at this current time? Yeah, I mean... It's uh, it's sad. It definitely is very sad. You know, knew this could be coming. Um, you know, this is definitely a possibility. Um, so yeah, that it's 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 definitely a blow. I remember when when he came to the Cubs, that one was like, oh, we might be putting something together here. Uh, it was really exciting. Um, you know, honestly, I can't really look at it with a lot of obviously him leaving is sad. It is end of the era, but at the same time, and I said this in past podcast um you know i think this was a total success and i think you know obviously you want to win more than one series well i can't even say that as a cubs fan you want to win a world series um obviously hoping a dynasty would have been put together um you know it was tough with joe madden leaving um but i think he's done a lot of amazing decisions for this ball club that is leaving the chicago cubs in a position where even though like we've heard a lot of reports that like there's going to be a lot of roster turnover at the same time um we 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 are still going to be i believe we're still going to be a competitive ball club moving forward um that can make a playoff spot make a wild card spot uh and keep some of our high tier players um, but yeah, and you know what? It, it's it's a lot of people are saying like, oh, the Cubs, like they only got one World Series out of all these superstars. Um, and you're looking you're looking at the list of you know World Series champions, and the only one that has a repeat one is the Astros, and they cheated. So uh, you know it's very difficult. Um, I'd say you want there's a lot of other teams out there. I mean, one thing that really showed me how successful Theo Epstein's time was with the Cubs is the. Uh, LA Dodgers had to scratch and claw their way to get a single championship mm-hmm. with all the talent they had. And so just seeing, like, I mean, they got Clayton Kershaw, they had Cody Bellinger, they have all these studs, and you could see that, like, getting just one was insane. Huge for them. Um, it's so, hard yeah. to win a world. Yeah, it's, yeah, so, it's, it's, it's so difficult. difficult. It's difficult. And when you set your sights to being, like, a repeat champion or at least getting there again, um... You know that's tough, uh, and especially especially with the Cubs having to go through the Dodgers, um, that w- that was a high bar. But yeah, you know, sad to see him go. I will but. say this for him, and I do respect the timing that he made because the Cubs right now are at a crossroads where you have Chris Bryant coming up on his last year of his contract. You got do we re-sign Javi Baez? Like, there's a lot of big decisions upcoming. Like, do we blow this up? Do we stay competitive? What are we gonna do going forward? 
And so, if he knew he was going to be leaving in a couple yes, years, yeah. it would be unfair to whoever the new guy is to make decisions that's going to alter the course of this franchise for years down the road. So, I'm glad he's leaving that up to whoever, which I, I think is going to be Jed, yeah. uh, who's taking his spot. So, I mean, they, he did leave at a good time yeah. in that sense. And like you said, I mean, he... He kept his team competitive. Well, yeah. I mean, they gave, he got a World Series title, so he's broken two curses already. Yeah, so exactly. Props to him. I'll be interested to see where he goes. I know he said he's going to take a vacation year, and then he wants I, I to think get back. The, the the New York Mets, I think, are to probably that would be an interesting. That'd one. be very yeah. interesting. I think with their with their new owner, I think especially one thing that was kind of crazy to see, and this is kind of a tangent, but the Mets getting Cohen as their owner, and then immediately um, Marcus Stroman resigning, yep. in which he well, Tony Larusa with the DOI kind of helped that. Speed that yeah, process along. That one did. of the most intriguing options, the White Sox. Him and Tim Anderson. I mean, would there be a cooler team in baseball? No. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but yeah. Know. Well, the the, the message really interesting. But yeah, yeah. yeah. The, on to the NFL, and we had quite a big week in NFL. Number one, I mean, free money. We finally got back on track this week. That's the most <laughs> important thing. But um, there's a lot of big games. Uh, let's just go. We're gonna I'll go through the highlighted big ones. Uh, first, the Thursday night one: Colts Titans. That division's kind of, well, one, that graphic they had was phenomenal. If you guys missed it, they had a graphic showed up on the Thursday night broadcast, and it was Philip Rivers, Aaron Rodgers, and... Um, I think it was Pat Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. And it said, number of children, and they had a big elaborate graphic just for it to say 0, zero and then Philip Rivers, 9. So, yeah, well, that's, that's the <laughs> that made my right Thursday there. night right there. Colts look good. Yeah, I, I, they I, did. And Philip Rivers, who we've been saying, I've been saying this for a while, the Colts are a quarterback away from being like a legit Super Bowl contender because Philip Rivers has been pretty awful this year. He played his best game of the season. If you get like that level of quarterback play from the rest of the way and not turning the ball over, that's a, that's a legit team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, what else we got? Browns-Texans. All right, well, we're going to revisit this. Are the Browns good? They're 6-3? and three? No. I agree. They're not good either. <laughs> no. Let's score ten points in that game. Dak Prescott still has more passing yards than Baker Mayfield. Their past two games, uh, ten points and six points. So I'm sure they don't need uh, a star receiver right now. Oh, that don't even help. get into it. That okay. wouldn't help. No, that wouldn't help uh, at all. That would not help uh, at all. Playing the Raiders and the Texans with two see, very low. You think defenses. with your meathead mind, and you don't see the big <laughs> picture here. Now let me bring up. See, I'm glad you brought this up because I came prepared for this slander this time. If I can find it somewhere, I had some notes. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Uh, Bryce Harper, pretty good player with the Nationals. Probably the best player. He leaves. Next thing you know. They won a World Series title. They played better without them. This can happen. Patrick Ewing with the Knicks. Best player at center. He leaves. The next year they go to the NBA Finals. Just say Alex Rodriguez in Seattle. He leaves. They have the best record in MLB history. Calvin Johnson in Detroit. He leaves. They go to the playoffs. Just saying. There's precedent for this happening. And it's not OBJ, so far-fetched. OBJ left, and, he, and Baker Mayfield hasn't thrown a touchdown. Hey, they're 1-1. One and one. He was 12 of, well, let me see, it was 12 Are you sure that's not a Baker 20. problem, though? It, it was certainly help. I mean, that game, too, it was like a, there was pouring. It's kind of hard to throw in those conditions. I didn't see Deshaun Watson, who I think we both agree is pretty good. He didn't throw a touchdown pass, either. That he did, actually. I got one. One. Late in the game, some <laughs> garbage time touchdown. It took him three and a half quarters to get one. So, you know. I'm just yeah, saying. I, no, no, not, no, I agree, though. I agree, though. Not having good receivers 
That is we not what I said. You not that is not, that you are is not what I said. You want good receivers. Every team needs good receivers. In this particular instance, though, when you have a superstar like Odell, you feel obligated to throw him the ball. Big Eagle. Yeah, and, then he, and then he gets hurt and you score 16 points over two games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how this plays out the rest of the way. When they make the playoffs, well, I, I, I sure hope he can throw a touchdown. That'd help. That'd help your case. Nah, he yeah, can get yeah. one passing touchdown. I mean, he ha- I don't think he even has 130. You're playing chess right now. Passing I'm playing checkers. Okay, pal. We're just on a No, I understand. I'm looking at the numbers. Well, big the Bears should get rid of their good players, and they they do better. All right, all right, smart. This is they called do psychology. better. This is a good strategy. This uh-huh. is a good strategy. Right, yeah, 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 when Corlin Sutton got hurt, it really helped Drew Locke's uh, QB QB skills. Yeah, he's been doing really well this year well, without yeah. his number one receiver. Well, this Jerry Judy's supposed to be really good. <laughs> uh, I'm not one with him. All right, moving on from this. Now, we will keep track of this weekly on the Baker Yeah, meter, hopefully Baker can score a touchdown without OBJ. Yeah, that would yeah. be cool. You know who could score a touchdown was Tom Brady. He had a pretty good game. Three touchdown passes, one rushing touchdown. Bucks get back on track. Uh, is this? I, bet, I said they were a legit Super Bowl contender. They kind of got slapped around. When they play good teams, they don't look good. But when they play bad teams, they do look good. Well, I mean, yeah, it's they're an anomaly. <laughs> they played. It's an anomaly. It, when they play the Panthers, they put up a lot of points, and when they play the Saints, they get absolutely. Well, that Sunday night game back. was that yeah. was ugly. They got slapped around worse than De Niro's wife in Raging Bull. I yeah, mean, yeah. Like, it was, uh, it was ugly. Sidetrack. Never watched that movie. That's probably one of the worst movies I've ever. Yeah, we seen. watched that last Dan night. Kaminsky, That's why the obscure reference there. He's not listening to this. Oh. Maybe he should. I'll send it to him. All he right. should. Yeah, that movie Tell recommendation was horrible. That Raging Bull was not good. Too much domestic violence. We respect women here. Tom <laughs> um, Brady did look good, though. I still think the Bucks are good. I like their defense. I mean, their record says it all, 7-3. I mean, the Saints have just kind of been the kryptonite, but they had they do- dialed back the uh, Anthony, or Anthony, Anthony Brown, Antonio the Brown. Antonio Brown targets, yes. and they gave Mike Evans some more targets. Yeah, they never heard of Mike Evans, man. And, 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 Although he did, he did kind of get... It wasn't that they didn't throw to him. It was that he was never open against the Saints. So that's kind of an issue. Fair enough. Uh, Eagles-Giants. Uh, I know what you're going to say about Carson Wentz. That's not what I'm going to ask you. We will get to that later. Uh, who's winning this division? Who you got? Because all these teams are simultaneously... The football ten- team! They're going to do it! You like no, the football team? I'm just kidding. Because um, they're right there. The, the Giants. It's, I think the Giants can do it. I do like this Giants team. I think they, wow, I think they, they have a legit shot. Stink. The Giants, crazy. though, are like... You look at all their games... They're competitive in all of them. The, as long as Daniel Jones doesn't turn the ball over, that's not like, I mean, they're a bad team, but out of all of them... That's why it's too bad. They're the say, least stinky pile of poo. It's so sad that, like, Saquon Bartley, Barkley got hurt because, like, uh, you you know, he'd get hurt and you're like, well, well, the Giants stink anyways. It doesn't really matter. But, like, if he was healthy, they could they could have, win, they could have maybe won some of those games. Um, I don't know. It's going to be Garrett Gilbert. Is he, like, good? No. I don't know. I mean, he's a. Uh, I'll tell. I'll tell you who's not good. XFL hero Garrett Carson Gilbert. Wentz is not good. That's who's not freaking good. He's been bad this year, but I wouldn't he's put been, that on he's, him. He's been. Oh, yeah, well, you can't put that on him. His that receiver, defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. His receivers are healthy now, though. You don't even have that excuse anymore. His healthier. No, I mean, they didn't really do anything. Isn't Deshaun Ray- Jackson playing now? I believe he no, is. No, Deshaun Jackson is not playing. Well, Jalen, Jeffrey was back, and he had yeah, no Alshon catches for Jeffries. no yards, so big and help Jalen that he Regan, provided. Hey, Carson Wentz has 23 turnover-worthy uh, plays by Pro Football Focus, and the next 
quarterback has 13. Yeah, because he's, he's got nothing to work with there. He's working with practice squad people and Dude, a banged that, up O-line. That, that narrative, so that narrative is it's so played out. The Giants what? aren't, they don't have a good defense. Is he having a bad year? Yeah, but can we not put, any of, this, can we not put any of this on Doug Peterson? Because the play calling hasn't been very good there either. Doug Peterson has not yeah. done him any favors. And what's with all this two-point conversion nonsense? I don't care what the analytics say. There was like one point where they they went for two, two times in a row, and it didn't help them mathematically at all. Look, if you look at if you look at this Eagles team, like yes, they had started out with a lot of injuries, but like they have they have absolutely no excuses. I don't care how bad the play calling is, I don't care how injured they are. If they do not win this division, it is an indictment on every single person in that franchise. I agree. Okay, if they because do not win, they cannot. They, they there is no reason that the Cowboys with a horrible defense without Dak Prescott, the Giants without the only good player on their roster, Saquon Barkley, and the football team who. They don't even know what they're doing. Are they rebuilding? Who freaking knows? They're starting Alex Smith. You know, you know what I mean? Like, they, they dropped Dwayne Haskins. I do they got, they got nothing. Hey, listen, and I think the Eagles are going to pull it out in the end. If they do not win this division, I will retract all my Carson Wentz positivity all right, from this I'm year. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to write, I'm gonna write, write up a Write it down, take a picture. I will admit... He's not a good quarterback, but he is a good quarterback, and he's gonna pull it off. He's gonna, <laughs> he's going to will this team to the playoffs. Put him on those broad ginger shoulders of his. All righty, Packers, Jags. You know, Packers played down to their competition. Jake Luton stinks though, so they pulled it off. All right, this is a good one. Here's a good one. Bills, Cardinals. What a game! That was a phenomenal game. What a game! Are the Cardinals good? Yeah, I think they're good. Kyler Murray's still figuring it out, and that defense is. Okay, um, but you know, Kyler Murray is statistically speaking is having a better year than Lamar Jackson did last year versus MVP candidacy. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, he's a, he's phenomenal. Yeah, that he, guy is already a top ten quarterback. In the yeah, league. yeah, he is. He, he's he's doing really good. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, I wish their their running game, well, like the the actual running back running game, needs to be better though. For Kenyon Drake did have a hundred yards though. Which that, helps. Yeah, that's fair. That's and you fair. got and Kyler Murray who's rushing for like 50 a game or so. So, like, they can beat you. I think Kyler's, yeah. Kyler's enough, especially now that they're opening it up because they have so many weapons on, like, passing-wise. Yeah. I mean, they only had one passing touchdown that game. And that yeah. was that Hail Mary where Kyler Murray literally just said, shit, man, uh, Hopkins is down there somewhere yeah. and then tossed it up. DeAndre, what a great play. Dude, DeAndre Hopkins, man, like, that was I, a- I cannot fathom like wanting to trade him. I just can't understand it. Bad. It's like what? Like the dude is already a stud. I I think he's best receiver in the NFL. Yes, he's the best receiver in the National Football League. And then you do that? He's getting triple covered, and you know uh, Kyler Murray does this like dancing, growing out to his left, and just slings it. Well, that there. was the other. Like, I mean, everyone's giving Hopkins the props, and it was well they should. He lost three guys. Which, by the way, it was funny because he was wearing the Air Jordan gloves, and the other two was a Nike glove and an Adidas glove. Yeah, and he caught it over. If you look at that picture, so there good for go. the Jordan brand. Shameless plug. Um, why am I plugging? I don't give a shit about the Jordan brand. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but Kyler Murray, how many quarterbacks rolling to your left? One, there's a defender bearing down on him, and he shakes him off. Not many guys are doing that. That play's dead right there. He stays alive, rolling to his left, mind you, as a righty, which is hard, and then just heaves it 50 yards down the field. And to give him a chance, that was an impressive play. It was kind of crazy, too, because it wasn't even a Hail Mary. He just threw it to one guy. Yeah. 
And yeah. they're really, all the defenders were on him. Um, but yeah, I mean, crazy play. Good for the. I do think the Cardinals are good. I, I think also think the Bills are good too. I mean, yes. it was a bad roadblock, but they overcame some late no, Josh, interceptions from Josh Allen, and Josh they should have won that game. Josh Allen made probably one of the best throw of his career on that go-ahead touchdown, yeah. which is a shame because that really would have turned it around for him because he's kind of been kind of hitting a little mini skid as of late. Uh, but I still think the Bills are good. Stephon Diggs is a great receiver. Yeah, as long as the defense can figure it out, which I mean, it looks bad. But if it wasn't for that last, they they would have held them around like twenty-ish points. They yeah. would have held all, the Cardinals under thirty points, which would be impressive. But that's the Cardinals' first good good win besides Seattle. Now they have two good wins on their resume. So watch out for that team. Uh, Dolphins Chargers. Dolphins are. Good, I'm saying that now. The Dolphins are a good team. Yeah. A tool. I question the move. Why are you benching Fitzpatrick? You can sit him for a year. Uh, that was the right decision. And I think they were right by doing it because Brian Flores was like, hey, we have a chance to win this division. I know two is better. We're making the move by the bye. And now looking back on it, and I questioned it. I was wrong because it was the perfect time to switch because during that bye, you're giving your rookie quarterback an extra week to prepare, ease him into it. And now the training wheels are off, it looks like. He looked, he, he was very good in that Yeah, game. he's gotten progressively better each week. Um, so that's been really uh, a good sign to see for the Dolphins. But yeah, I mean, the Dolphins got an underrated defense. Well, they do. Um, yeah, Dan Ginkle scoring. You pick him up on fantasy, they, man. That guy has like a touchdown per week. Yeah, and, and their secondary is also very underrated. Um, and they like we said it last, I believe we did say it last year, that like they got some, they have some like good receivers on that team. Um, that they signed to extensions, uh, and they did they did a re, they did a quick rebuild. I guess you know you get some good draft picks, and all of a sudden you get a franchise quarterback. A rebuild's not too difficult. Um, great for Brian Flores, big for Brian Flores fan over here. I am too. I think yeah. it's a good team. Uh, Broncos Raiders, and we'll have to get Drew Lock stinks, man. We're just training for Sam Darnold. I'm out. I'm out. He's no longer Trevor a franchise QB. Well, he did. He does have like lacerations on his ribs, so that might explain the four turnovers. I'm just kidding. You can't throw four picks like that. It's horrible. Oh, man, especially that red zone one right before halftime. No good. Seahawks Rams. This is a good division. This is the opposite of the NFC West. East? East? Opposite of the NFC East. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Literally, because it's in the West and because all the teams are good. There's yeah. No bad teams. The worst teams, the 49ers, who. And if they had Jimmy, they had Jimmy G, G, they'd, they'd, be, they'd yeah. be right there. Uh, Russell Wilson, I'm a, you get all concerned about him. He's had eight turnovers in his past seven games, two interceptions, no touchdowns. This one, the defense hasn't done him any favors, so he's been carrying yeah. this team to this point. It's kind and he of can't do it all the, by himself. It's kind of gotten to the point. They're like the opposite of the Bears because they 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 have some questionable they have the questionable play calls every once in a while, but their defense is so horrid that I feel like Russell. Uh, Russell Wilson's trying to do a little too much. Trying he to led the team too rushing, too. Yeah, he, they have a great running back he, there, he, he, Yeah, Chris Carson's all right. The DK Metcalf hype is, I don't think he's that great. I think he's a good receiver. He's obviously freaking jacked. He's huge. But I don't think he's, like, the next coming of Calvin Johnson or anything no, like that. No, I agree with that. Um, man, man, that defense is really bad. Defense is really bad. I think the Rams are the best team in that division. And I said this before, I predicted them to win the division. Because, like, defensively, they they're very, too good. They have a very And, like, defense. I don't want to take away from their, what they did. Because they held Russell Wilson to 16 points. Who, coming into this week, he's like, he was either the first or second player for MVP. 
Nah, smoke detector going off. This is going <laughs> off. I, I swear, there's, we got to get that checked out. I may uh, die of CO2 poisoning or something. It's been going off Carbon all day. Carbon dioxide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Might have to get that checked out. But anyway, let's finish talking about the Rams' defense here. And then you got Aaron Donald up front. So you have one of the best defense, interior defensive linemen. And then you have the best corner in the game. Like Jared Goff, people don't like. I think he throws a good ball. He protects yeah. the football, too. He does enough. I think it's a good team. I, I, I like, I like the Rams. Defense. Good defense. I mean, they, they're in a spot where they don't need. They don't even need Jared Goff to do a whole lot. That uh, Henderson running back uh, that they just got... Um, out of the draft, I believe two years ago, maybe mm-hmm. is he a rookie two years ago? No, he's a rookie this year. Yeah. He's a rookie this year. Um, yeah, no, I mean the the running game is pretty good. They got good receivers. Um, yeah, I think they're a good team. I think the Cardinals. Well, I mean the Cardinals have a lot better of an offense, but the defense of the Rams probably does make them the best uh, best team in that division. Um, yeah, that's a good win. That's a good win for them. Uh, Steelers, Bengals. Steelers stay undefeated. Not much to say about that. Uh, you know. Steelers are pretty, they're undefeated, obviously, so they're good, but don't be fooled by that. They are not winning the Super Bowl this year. No, I heard it here first. I agree. Not saying they're not contenders, but they're not winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Saints, 49ers. Now, this is the, the big story here is Drew Brees. He has a collapsed lung now. Uh, he got tackled. He already had a cracked rib, I believe, and then that punctured it on the hit. He's out of the game. Winston came in, did a solid job, didn't turn it over, but with Drew Brees missing <laughs> some time. Do you see this? Uh, what are your expectations for Jameis Winston the rest of the way? I think I think I think that he will still lead them to the playoffs. I think they will still um, win that. I I will say I think with Jameis Winston they will still win the division. Well, that's why I they have, picked him up because they had the concerns about the. I have faith in yeah. I have faith in Jameis. Now I'll say this before we get into Jameis Winston, Drew Brees. How much? How with this with this bad injury? How many years does he have left? Oh, he's almost. I think he was close to leaving. He was saying a couple years ago. I think it's almost over. For That's him. what I was saying. I think it might be curtains for old Mister Breeze, which is a um, shame. It is a shame. That's a tough way a to go year. out. He's like, like that. He made some throws in that Bucks game that were very impressive. Yeah. Like there's a couple in the red zone that he threaded in there. It's like, oh, that was a nice throw. Winston, and as long as he doesn't turn it over, which is asking a lot for Jameis Winston. But this team will be fine. Taysom Hill, I like the way they use him. He might be one of the best. He might be the best pure football player in the NFL. Like, because he can do it all. What can this man do? Pure football. I think I could teach Dalvin Cook how to throw a football, and he'll figure it out. Maybe, but, like, Tyson Hill is a very underrated he's, runner. He's a very He's versatile. a physical player. Yes, that can I, catch I will too. say... No, I disagree. I think they just use him in spots. If he was consistently having to throw, run, or uh, no, if you catch, watch him consistently run, he is a good running back. The guy can run over people. Like there's a lot of muscle there. If you watch uh, him on a consistent basis, the man is a good. Because everyone was like, yeah, "Oh, I mean, how, many rushes, like Taysom he, how Hill. many rushes did he have that game?" Taysom Hill had eight rushes, forty-five exactly. yards. Exactly. If he was rushing over twenty times a game, well, he doesn't need to. They have Alvin Kamara. I'm saying, like, yeah, exactly. He he's averaging five point six per carry. So that's I think no it's fluke. Because they use, I think it's because they use him correctly in his spots, and he doesn't have to consistently do anything. Doesn't have to. When he's in the lined up as quarterback, like they all know he's running. He can most still of the throw time, it. which he can. He can still hand it off too. But he had no. He didn't throw once that game. Just yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying. Throw. I'm just saying. I think that the Saints use him correctly. Now enough. you're going okay. If you're going like top ten NFL, like top ten football player. Like he's probably not there. I'm just saying, like pure versatile, like can do everything. Guy, he's a jack of all trades. Doesn't none of them well, but like, I don't know. I think the best overall football player in the league. Well, you're right though. I guess no, if you ask Dalvin Cook to throw, 
Yeah, Derek, a little Derek, Derek, Derek Henry can throw the ball a couple times and he'll figure it out. I, that I, is I think fair, honestly, but... I think it's 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 Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. Point being, Taysom Hill <laughs> is a very good player. I think that was a bad take. We'll just go over that one. We'll just go over that one. Well, I mean, yeah. he's good. You he's go all around football player. If you're drawing up a football player, I want this guy to do everything. I Taysom would Hill's say Alvin right. Kamara, or I would say Christian McCaffrey. But to be fair to Taysom, they haven't really given him an opportunity to showcase his talents fully as like a running back and yeah, because I think if he, I think, if, I think if, he, if he was just a back, if he put if they put number thirty two on his on his jersey and he just lined up backfield every single play, he'd not be averaging five yards carry. That's I a fact. Disagree with you That's that. a fact. Disagree that with is you. a fact. If they were just purely handing the ball off and he wasn't doing read options and there's QB draws, it's usually not just. It's usually just quarterback draws though. Yeah, but still, a, a if you watch draw, him, he's running over people. I mean, a hole right. in the line's a hole in the line. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll end that conversation. Uh, finally, the final two games to get here here to get to here. Uh, Lamar Jackson versus Cam Newton, Ravens Patriots. Patriots are keeping their season alive. They pulled off the win. In a monsoon. Now, everyone's coming down on Lamar. And I agree, he's come up short in some big games. I, I think this is one of the one, one of those games that you can't really hold it against that him. That was brutal. Because like I said, rain. the rain insane. was coming out hard. It was no abs- one's throwing it was in that. It preposterous. You're facing Bill Belichick's defense. A team that's pretty good. So, Bill Belichick at home with the rain. That's a tough ask for any player. Also, dude, that man, like, his go-to guy, if he's trying to get more than, like, six yards, is, like, Mark Andrews. Like, there's not a lot that that guy can do. I you mean, like Hollywood Willie Brown, Willie Sneed, it's like, yeesh. Yeah, you, it's it's a crazy how he can even win the MVP with these receivers. Um, that, that is a team that needs some weapons because, you know, Mark Ingram, that man ain't cutting it anymore. I J.K. Dobbins is pretty good. Yeah, player. J.K. Dobbins is pretty good. Mark Andrews is a top, top five tight end. Uh, top five? All right. Kelsey, uh... We don't have to get into this right now. He is top five. Kelsey, I think Hunter Henry's better. He's just younger. Nah, you'll find Hunter Henry then. Um. Two. Oh yeah, Kittle. Kittle. Uh, Andrews. And then maybe Ertz, but I think Ertz has been horrible this year, and he wasn't that great last Darren year. Darren Waller's either. better. Darren Waller's better than Mark Andrews. Darren Waller is better than Mark Andrews. He's number five. Don't He's dispute it. I'd take Noah Fan over Mark Andrews. Sheesh, man. That is cap. That is Noah cap. Fan. You know it. Dude, that is Noah, cap. That's Noah Fan's so cap. overrated. No. So overrated is getting Joe Flacco and freaking Drew Locke to throw him the This football. one is not a Taysom Hill spur of the moment. This is like Mark Andrews. We don't even have to get into this. He is top five, folks. You're in Baltimore and you're watching, listening. You know it. You know the truth. Mm. You know the truth. If I went down up and down every roster, I think I could find five tight ends that are better. Than, that are Sorry, that's your homework for this week. Guy, right, he I'll is. Do it. If you I'll look at the it. number, he's a good player. Uh, anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll cut Lamar some slack, even though he's a top yeah, five tight end. Yeah, ain't he has nobody, no other ain't nobody throwing weapons. in that in that in that uh, in that weather. Finally, on Monday night, uh, the city of Chicago was embarrassed once again. How many more primetime games do we have to be on and keep continuously embarrassing ourselves? That one was ugly. 19 to 13 was the final score. They couldn't even score 20 points. Their last 30 games, they are averaging under 18 per game on offense. That is bad. And they had a spe- like if I would have told you before the game, and I've said this already to you, you before, but if you told me, hey, the Bears at home in a game they have to win, 
They're going to get two turnovers on defense and a special teams touchdown and hold Dalvin Cook under 100 yards. I would be like, yeah, we are winning that game. And they lost. Duh. They're I, terrible. I, I mean, They're I, a bad I, would, team. I would say I would say something, but like it's just the same thing over and over again. It's like kicking a dead horse at this point. Look, your quarterback's not good. Whoever no. evaluated Nick Hole, Nick Foles before the season was like, yeah, he should be our starting quarterback. I could have told you. As That's a retired fifth-grade uh, recess quarterback, I could have told you. I saw the Nick Foles experience in person, and it was not good, folks. It was it, he can't throw deep ball. And yeah. if you look at his career outside the one Chip Kelly year he had. When he's been handed the keys from start to finish, hey, lead us to the promised land, Nick. He hasn't gotten the job done. He hasn't been good. He's only good in a off-the-bench, hey, save us near the end of the year type of role. Yeah. I mean, Dave Montgomery is like, okay. But he was hurt. He's pretty good. He's hurt, though. Uh, but he, he's he, the what talent he does have is not doing anything. Well, the with offensive that garbage, Yeah, with that stinks. garbage yeah. O-line. And you got to cut Foles a little slack there because he doesn't have much time to throw. He almost broke his collarbone yesterday. I mean, you got you got Allen Robinson, phenomenal receiver. Then your next best guy is like Anthony Miller or some rookie out of Tulane, Darnell Poopy. Darnell Mooney is our second-best uh, receiver. He's been good. Anthony he's been Miller's He's been, been like... Adequate, but he hasn't been. I don't want to say he's a good receiver. No, he's and then a good you receiver. got you got who's getting him the ball. The times he's gotten the ball, he's a, he's been our best deep threat this year. He's a good receiver. And then you get well, Wash Jimmy Graham, Cole Komet, who they're not even really throwing the football to. And then the defense can only do so much. The Chicago like what? This could, is not there. There's nothing to say about this roster anymore, other than the fact that the offense is the probably just. The most uninspiring thing in the NFL. It is Jets level ineptitude. Yeah, like, it's they are horrible. worse than the they that running game especially. Out of thirty two teams, are probably ranked fortieth. If we're being honest here. Yeah. Like I watched the Jets on Monday night against Bill Belichick. We were just touting for eight. Hey, they're a pretty good defensive team. You got Stephon Gilmore or the Gilmore twins back there, and Joe Flacco with Nathan Perryman as his best receiver kept them competitive in that game and throwing three touchdown passes. Meanwhile, we're playing the Vikings, who do not have a good defense. Their whole roster is hurt. Anthony Barr's out. They traded in Gogway. They're clearly tanking. And they can't score a touchdown on them? Like, come on now. You're yeah, right. That it, is, it, they are the, the, that's the worst offense in football right yeah, now. That is the worst like, offense in it's football. It's like week in, week, they're, they're going to, I mean, maybe Mitch, or Mitch Trubisky comes back, or I don't know if it's going to be Tyler Bray, but like they, they're, they're a horrible offense, a pretty good defense, and they're just going to do jack. They're going to do jack. And, and this, you know, David Kaplan, uh, he said it best, where it's like, there's nothing left to say about this roster. You know what you're going to get. You're going to get an offense that can maybe score 13 points, and you're going to defense who can hopefully score, who can hold them to under 24 because they're getting the, the other teams getting the ball so much. It's come down to the fact that, like, whoever picked the roster, whoever picked the talent for this team, they got to go. You got to get someone new picking the roster. You got to get someone new coaching this football team because there's nothing left to say about the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears are in the, the probably one of the worst positions as a team, and it's 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 bad. I mean, they, I don't know I don't know what you guys are gonna do going forward because you guys got Nick Foles for like I don't know how many years. Um, bad. That's tough. That's tough. Chicago Chicago Bears dropping four straight games to get in the bye week. And you guys are gonna play the Packers in prime time. With I, I who think knows it's who's over. Uh, I, yeah. I, I think the season's over. That was, that was the nail in the coffin. Like, they're not making the playoffs. And even if they did make the playoffs, let's be honest, like, who are they going to be? Because they're going to be, like, an eight seed or however many teams they're letting in now. Nine, they're playing yeah. a one. 
They're like they're playing a one seed or they're playing like one of the best. Yeah, teams. you want to go up yeah. against the Saints or not, you want to go up against the Buccaneers? Win, yeah. That Buccaneers loss is like if you look back on it, it's like how did we pull that one? Yeah. That's a head scratcher. Tom Brady did not have a great game that game. No. Yeah, I think that'll I think that'll do it for us. In, yeah, in conclusion, the Bears the Bears suck. Bears suck. Mark Andrews is top five uh, tight end and Taysom Hill. Just to clear the record, it's not the best football player in the NFL. <laughs> I don't know where that one came up. <laughs> Come on, wait. All right, I've been watching the Bears. I see an offense play. Ooh, ooh, he he, got, he got six rushing he yards. He's so good. He good. <laughs> he is the best utility man in the NFL. Can't dispute I mean, that yeah, one. I'm saving grace there. Who, who's the second best utility man? Is there another utility man in the NFL? Well, the way the Bears use Cordero Patterson, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. Cord- well, oh my god, this is so sad. Hey, you know what? Russell Westbrook's gonna win the title next year. That's all I got. Thanks for listening to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. Uh, yeah, I guess I think March Andrews is top five. I did look at some stats. Woo! Uh, no offense, still better. We will see you next week when the whole scope of the NBA has been turned upside down by a Woj bomb. But yeah, see you guys later. Yeah, batting down the hatches. The Woj bombs, they're falling. <laughs>